The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. And we'd like to welcome you to another edition of Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. And listen, you can hear us on the LI News Radio app so that you can take Spotlight on Long Island Schools wherever you go. Spotlight on Long Island Schools brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association serving Long Island School Boards since 1959. I'm your host, Bob Vecchio. Thanks for tuning in each and every week to hear about some unique programs and amazing clubs and some great achievements that our students are accomplishing throughout our schools across Long Island. And this week in our spotlight, it's a special issue segment, school safety and security. We've talked about it before, but we're going to issue and talk about a different perspective and a different initiative that is out there that is trying to get passed up in the halls of Albany. And I'd like to welcome the spotlight on Long Island Schools, a good friend of mine from many years now, Jim. I hate to admit how many years, but listen, uh, you are a person that has a very unique perspective. Jim Kiernan, former Sachem School Board trustee former law enforcement official for the village of Hempstead. Is that correct? That's uh, correct. Yep. I think lieutenant, retired lieutenant. Retired lieutenant. All right, yes. I've done my homework. And <laughs> on top of that, he was also the head of security for my home school district that I sat on the board for, William Floyd. So, Jim, you bring a really unique perspective about schools, security and safety, right? You have the law enforcement background. You have the background as somebody that was in charge of security in a school district with multiple buildings. At the time, over 10,000 kids, high school, two middle schools, staff. And then you also bring a perspective as a parent, a community member, but more importantly, you sat in the role as a school board trustee. So you really have a very unique vantage point to talk about the subject of school safety and security. So thank you for uh, agreeing to come on our show to talk about this. Tell us why school security and safety with your extensive background is so near and dear to you. Well, Bob, let me start off by thanking you for having me and also thanking you for all you do for the schools on Long Island. And I think the best way to start this, Bob, is to let everybody know something that it seems every time I bring up, they're surprised. Currently, there is absolutely no training requirement for school-specific security guards. People can't believe that. Now, right. what I mean by that is New York State, and let me just give a little history if, if you don't mind. Back in 1991, there was absolutely no license requirement, no background requirement, no anything required for a school security guard. If you wanted to be a school security guard, all you did was get hired and start working. In 1991, in Carl Place High School, and I don't know if you or any of the uh, listeners remember it, but a hired security guard right after school tried to uh, break up a few uh, teenage school students loitering behind the school. They got in a bit of a tussle. The security guard pulled out a gun, shot and killed one of the kids, and oh. wounded three of the kids. Hmm. These are high school students. Well, it was found out that this security guard uh, that they hired was on parole for a weapons violation and drugs sales. Nobody ever did a background check. He was hired as a security guard, and that was the result. So obviously, very quickly, New York State said, well, we can't have that. We're going to have to issue some kind of licensing requirement if you're going to be a security guard at all. That's when the school security guard licensing requirement came into pass. In, in 1992, it was passed. It was enacted in 1992. And that's when we had, which still exists today, 
the eight-hour pre-assignment, the 16-hour in-service training, and then eight-hour annual training every year afterwards. Now, that's for security in general. Just for security in general. Nothing, again, nothing for school-specific security. I think we'd all agree, anybody that's ever worked in a school or has any knowledge of schools, that school security is a unique type of security. This isn't guarding Costco or guarding Target or watching for shoplifters. You're dealing with students. You're dealing with children. You're, you're dealing with all kinds of situations that develop in a school setting. And having untrained security guards, to me, was always an incredibly, actually dangerous situation. With that now, mind, now, to be clear, too, right? So there's there's mandated training just to get your security license and continuing education, but that's just in general terms, not school-specific. Now, schools may do and may offer trainings, but your point is it's not a mandate and there's not a separate license or a separate certification to be a school security guard, which is a very different thing than, like you said, sitting in CVS or a bank lobby. Well said, Bob. And, and I, I do want to make sure everybody that's listening hears what you just said, because I did work as the director of school safety for the William Floyd School District. So one may say, well, you were there when you do something. Well, I did. So as an individual director, I trained my guards to for some school-specific security training. But there's no mandate for it. That That's the key issue here. You do it without a mandate. Uh, it, you know, you just have to rely on whether somebody's going to do it or not. And and as you know, there is a huge a high turnover rate for school security guards. So who you train tomorrow uh, may not be here next week. So that was another issue of why it needs to be state mandated for the training. And state standards as well, right? Certain uniform standards yes. across the board. Absolutely. Right? Because, Jim, explain to the audience then, you say, you know, it's it's a very different world. And you and I know that, right? And people always make the assumption, well, if you're a cop, you, you'd be great inside of a school. Not necessarily. There are some well. cops that are really good cops but really don't interact well with youth, right? And right. and keeping in mind that it's, you know, it's a school, it's it's not a prison or anything else like that. Um, what are some of the differences between a school security guard and somebody that's offering security services for private events or in a bank or even law enforcement? Well, you know, the whole the whole idea of school security as far as I'm concerned is you're dealing you're dealing with students, you're dealing with children. And you have to look at it. If you're trained just in general security, what you're doing is you're trying to prevent and apprehend a crime. You're trying to prevent a shoplifter. You're trying to prevent criminal mischief. Now, not, not that school security guards aren't going to try to prevent criminal mischief or, or crimes, but that's not their main goal. Their main goal is the safety of those students in, in those buildings. And as such right now, and you brought it up before, if you have a, a police officer that's working as a security guard and they're not trained in school security, even as a police officer, not trained in school security, when they're dealing with, you know, a 16-year-old uh, or 17-year-old senior that's out of control or out of hand, they may have the potential of treating that individual student as a, as a criminal. And I think everybody in the school setting and all the parents certainly 
in a school, they don't want to see school security guards become jailers, or they don't want to see them become uh, police officers that are arresting the students in a school. And I think that that's the balance that everybody fails to understand, that you need to have school security guards trained in how to deal with kids and students. That training does not come in the police department, and that training does not come in the general security training. It needs to be specific. And, and it, Jim, it, you've it, been very passionate about this for a long time, for as long as I've known you, uh, and you've made some headway. And before we close out the first segment, I just want folks to know that Jim just doesn't preach this, and, and he certainly has been passionate about it. He was passionate about it when he was on the Sachin Board of Education, and he has gone so far to educate our state legislators up in Albany, our local legislators here on Long Island. And there are two bills that are out there that are that are as a result of of Jim's advocacy and passion. One is the Senate bill, Senate bill 4559B and assembly bill 5903A. We encourage all of you to write those numbers down. Again, Senate bill S4559B, the sponsor, Senator Monica Martinez, and assembly bill A5903A, sponsor is uh, Assemblywoman Jean-Pierre, and we would encourage you to contact your state officials, no matter where you live and no matter where you're listening to this show in New York, contact your local state officials, senators and assembly people, and ask them to co-sponsor these bills, because we'll get into more of what the bill will cover and more of what school security guards should and should not do, and the difference between law enforcement and school resource officers, and maybe we'll have time to talk about armed security guards versus non-armed security guards with this school security expert, Mr. Jim Kiernan. When we come back from the break, we're talking school safety and security and a special certification if you want to be a school security guard. You're listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio, out on the web at linewsradio.com, and also download that LI News Radio app. So no matter where you are, you could be listening to Jim Kiernan talking about school safety and security. We'll be right back after this. And we'd like to welcome you back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. Catch us on that LI News Radio app, Spotlight on Long Island Schools, brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island School Boards since 1959. Bob Vecchio, your host, continuing our conversation with Mr. Jim Kiernan, who has worn many hats law enforcement officer for the village of Hempstead, director of school security in the William Floyd School District, long-term school board member, actually a couple different stints. He did it for many years, left, and then said, you know what, I'm insane. I'm going to go get reelected and served <laughs> on the board again over in the Sachem School District. And we're talking school safety and security, but in particular, a special certification and mandated training for folks who want to be school security guards. And Jim, before the break, we were talking about some of the differences it takes to be a school security guard. And, you know, one thing comes to mind, you know, we hear about school resource officers, right? Suffolk County has a SRO program, has SRO programs around the country. To become a school resource officer, you have to go for specific training to be an SRO because they want to make sure that you have the right mental capacity and the right attitude and the right approach because you are dealing with kids and you are in a school setting and it's not about 
criminal justice and criminal enforcement. It's about presenting a different image for law enforcement to kids as a resource, as a friend, and also trying to nip things in the bud before they become a major problem. So uh, continue with your thought process as to the specifics of these two bills, and it's Senate Bill 4559B, Assembly Bill 5903A. Talk to us about the specifics that these bills would address. Okay, we'll do, Bob. You know, and just just quickly on the school resource officers, you're absolutely right. Those school resource officers get 40 hours of school-specific training, and currently our security guards have zero. So, let me just read the bill real fast, and and, and then we and then I can go into some pieces of it. And the bill says the general business law, which is the law that mandates the security guard training as we know it now, will be amended by adding an Article 7B that provides any individual seeking to gain employment as a school security guard, including but not limited to police officers that have been retired for more than five years, they're required to obtain additional training in the form of a specialized certification. This certification will cover topics conducive to serving the youth population in an educational environment, including but not limited to the role and responsibility of school security officers. Now, what's that? Well, what's their authority? What's the expectations? Does a school security guard currently know what their authority and powers are? I'm telling you, no. And that needs to be, that needs, they need training in that. Secondly, school-related laws and liability, search and seizure laws, student privacy issues, FERPA, HIPAA laws. They need to know that. They need to know they could hear something. They're they're involved in the school. They're going to hear things about students that they are not allowed by law to repeat. They don't know that. They need to know that. Security awareness in an educational environment. Recognizing troubling uh, behaviors. Who to report them to? What do you do when you hear something? You hear two kids talking about something. That, that's not training today. They're not trained for that. Mediation, youth mediation, conflict resolution. We know what that is. De-escalation breaking up fights before they start. You know, back in Floyd, I was a big proponent of this. Break up the fight, verbal judo, break it up before. I was about to say verbal judo. The first time I ever heard verbal judo was from (laughs) you way back in the day. And how appropriate and how just common sense de-escalating a situation by how you're talking and what specifically you're saying. Most times it's how you're speaking, right? You know, they teach in radio, you have to smile with your voice and it's, not what you say, but how you say it. verbal judo. The first time I heard it was from you, Mr. Kiernan. Always a good educator there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And uh, there's another one. Disasters and emergencies. Active shooter. Active shooters. Now, we the police are, are, are well trained in active shooter drills. Security have no clue. And and the training for active shooter for police has changed over the years. Yep. Right. It wasn't always run towards and engage as quickly as possible, right? Initially, it was going in, and if you see the injured, you take... I mean, so even the police protocols have changed over time, sadly, due to things that they've learned with the constant uh, situations that have developed around the country. Sure, and and, and the security guard has to know what that police response is in order for them to know what their role is, what what they do. And then, of course, behavior dynamics. Behavior dynamics, they have to know bullying. What is bullying? Do they see it? Do they do anything with it when they see it? And of course, the last one, cultural awareness, is you should be aware of customs, traditions, dress codes other that other people, other students have. You need to be aware of that. 
and trained on it. So those are just some of the ideas that, again, if you remembered that line, not limited to. So these right. are things that must be trained, but you could also add a few things to it. Now, Jim, as a school board trustee and as somebody that, you know, we have served uh, in school districts from a governance standpoint for many, many years, and we hear mandates and we always are back at up unfunded, underfunded mandates. Talk to us about what this would imply for the schools and who would, you know, bear the cost of whatever mandated training, because, you know, it's going to come with a cost to somebody. Somebody's got to set up a program and then mm -hmm. attend it, just like if you want a pistol, you got to go to certain trainings and workshops and, and continuing education. So talk to us about that. Okay, uh, before I get into the uh, to to that part of it, I just want to make sure everybody understands that this whole program will be set up by the Department of Criminal Justice Services and the commissioner of that will set up the the curriculum will set up all the rules, policies, and procedures that will be followed once these acts are passed. Uh, saying that, now, there is no cost to a school district at all. And the reason I say that is because right now, currently, if you want a security <coughs> guard license, you need to pay for your own training, both the 8, the 16, and the annual 8s. I mean, some school districts pick it up, but that's their prerogative. But that's your responsibility to hold a security guard license, which lasts two years. Now, with this additional training, you will have to get a certification, whichever way DCJS sets it up, you would have to get that additional certification if you wish to work in a school. Now, a lot of people were concerned about, well, we love our security guards. What's going to happen to them? They're going to leave. No, 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 no. Every one of your current security guards needs to get an eight-hour annual recertification. It's part of the requirement to keep their license. Those guys will get eight hours recertification in school-specific training under the DCJS curriculum. So Makes sense. It's, it's a win-win all the way across the board for everybody. No cost of, uh, attached to it. And it's like, how can, how can anybody not want a better trained security guard for their children? 100%. School safety and security is first and foremost on so many people's minds, especially in today's day and age, and to have a properly trained workforce that is dealing with some of the situations that have come across any school, any day, custody issue. Like you said, kids escalating in the hallway with each other, with a teacher, whatever it is. Uh, so, Jim, in our last couple of minutes here, once again, make the pitch as to what you want folks to do. Again, it's Senate Bill 4559B, Assembly Bill 5903A. How can they help you with your effort? I would like everybody that's <coughs> listening that understands that, that this is a good idea, please call your local assembly person or your local state senator and tell them that you would like this bill uh, to, to move onto the floor for a vote and pass it. And uh, it's a letter to the governor as well to, to, to sign this when it's passed. And I think besides all the people listening, I need all the school administrations to get behind this as well. Uh, yep. Right now, we have almost all the uh, board and board uh, organizations are behind it. The, I have also uh, asked the teachers unions to get behind it. We need Albany to hear from everybody's voice that this needs to be passed. Well, Jim, I want to thank you for your passion, for your commitment to this issue. You've put in so much work over such a long period of time, and I hope that your wishes and your dreams of these bills 
making its way to the governor's desk to be signed into law do happen because, again, we're all about professional development and teaching and learning. And to learn specifically how to do your job as a school security guard certainly makes sense, which is why the Nassau Suffolk School Board Association is also supporting these efforts. And we want to thank you for educating us. And we want to thank all of you for listening each and every week. The Spotlight on Long Island Schools right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. And again, catch us on that LI News Radio app. And to learn more about this issue, again, contact your state officials. Give them the bill numbers, Senate Bill 4559B or Assembly Bill. 5903A and ask them to co-sponsor and help support it. Once again, thanks for tuning in each and every week to hear about the amazing things and programs and clubs that our kids are involved in. And listen, contact us on Facebook, Spotlight on Long Island Schools. Suggest a program, club, or activity that your school is involved in and your district may be the next one right here in our Spotlight. Thanks again for tuning in. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll talk to you soon. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.